today on CityCast Philly. Walter Ogrod was exonerated after spending 28 years in prison for homicide, and he's not alone. According to the Philadelphia District Attorney's Office, their lawyers have helped overturn more than 40 convictions that were built on bad evidence. But is getting released from prison enough if you spent decades behind bars for a wrongful conviction? I'm speaking with Agrod's lawyer about the multi-million dollar settlement the city recently agreed to pay his client and whether the city will be making more payouts like this one. We do have a disclaimer. The case described in this episode involves a heinous crime that involves a child. It's Monday, December 11th. I'm Trinae and here's what Philly's talking about. Joseph Marone, you're a founder of the Marone Law Firm here in Philly, and you represent Walter Agrat. Thanks for being on CityCast Philly. It's my pleasure. Joseph, can you first tell us who Walter is? First of all, I'll tell you who he is. He's an innocent man. He's about, he's going to be 59 years old. He spent most of his adult life in prison, predominantly on death row. Uh, he was uh, arrested back in uh, 1992. He was 27 years old um, for a crime he didn't commit. And he's been battling uh, for his innocence for uh, quite a long time. And it took uh, a long time and he got himself out. He was arrested and convicted of the murder of four-year-old Barbara Jean Horn. Walter maintained his innocence throughout the years. What was the evidence against him in this case? So you got to remember, this was a very sensationalized case that dated the, the actual murder was in 1988, happened in Northeast Philadelphia. Uh, it was a young four-year-old girl that was found in a cardboard box, half naked and sexually molested uh, and killed. In fact, it made national news. And um, there was a search, not only citywide, but you know nationally, to try to find out who did this. And then the case went cold. It wasn't until about uh, two or th- three years later that the case was reopened by the city of Philadelphia and a new investigation uh, took place by two detectives, Detective uh, Marty Devlin and a- another detective by the name of Warrell. And they basically went on, uh, on the hunt to see if they can solve a cold case. And that's kind of where the case began. But I think you have to understand some other dynamics about the case. It's ironic that uh, Walter lived in a um, in a house where two years prior to that, his brother, who was dating a detective's uh, daughter, uh, there was a murder in the basement, had nothing to do with Walter. And the detective's daughter died and the uh, there was kind of an outcry um, and there was a lot of vengeance and, uh, and a lot of upset um, law enforcement people tied to that investigation. Um, and they had a lot of information about how the house was structured and things that went on. And then subsequently, two years later in 1988, this murder happened. So, you know, that that's kind of what, how the case kind of began to evolve. And when the uh, two detectives picked the case up cold, you know, they, they used a lot of that evidence to ultimately, you know, focus on Walter. And, you know, Walter was, the only reason Walter got arrested was he went down to a police station thinking he was going to provide some information, some help. And they spent, you know, a day and a half in there coercing his confession and getting him to sign a confession. How was it discovered that the evidence that was presented in his case was flawed? You know, Walter, once once he was convicted of this crime, I mean, he knew he was innocent. 
he spent a long period of time just working to prove that he was innocent. And, uh, he, you know, he filed petition after petition. I think he, I think he even broke a typewriter. He sent out so many letters and did so many things to get people involved to help him prove his innocence. You know, it took 28 years to do it, but, you know, what really, what really changed everything was Larry Krasner and, and the CIU unit in, in the DA's office. Um, the CIU unit stands for Conviction Integrity Unit. It's a unit that Larry Krasner formed to help innocent defendants get their cases reviewed and hopefully overturned. And thankfully, Walter's case became the forefront of that office. And Walter, you know, had success with the CIU office in getting him out. Interesting. So this year he was exonerated. How did the victim's family respond to Walter's exoneration? Um, I think they were supportive, you know, through the whole process. They've been supportive. They, they know Walter's innocent. They know Walter had nothing to do with it. How is Walter rebuilding his life back after all of this? Well, listen, he can never he can never get back the years he lost. You know, it's 28 years. So the best he can do is try to move forward. It's hard to get a job. I mean, you know, you Google his name, you find out about his history. Nobody really wants to have any parts with him. You know, it's really tough to convince people sometimes that you are innocent in the, in the real world, in the, in the workforce and, you know, so forth. So it's, it's almost like a level of leprosy that he has, but at least through the success of his lawsuit and getting the financial support that he needs, he can at least try to do something positive and have some kind of economic stability to try to live his life, you know, and like I said, he's going to be 60 soon. And, you know, hopefully he has a, a solid couple decades that he can try to make up for lost time. When we come back from the break, we'll learn more about how the city agreed to a multi-million dollar settlement. This is CityCast Philly. Joseph, what I find striking is that there is no wrongful conviction compensation in Pennsylvania. And in states with with these laws, there's often a process for applying for funds and um, a set amount paid for each year that was lost in prison. So what direction did you take to seek justice for Walter? The only the only method, you know, in in the courts is to file a civil rights lawsuit for making claims that Walter was wrongfully convicted. Specifically in this case, there was police misconduct, that his confession was coerced, and there was prosecutorial misconduct that they withheld key evidence that would have ultimately proved his innocence. That gives him the basis to file a lawsuit and ask for damages. Um, And it's a process because the cities, you know, they, they want to defend and they want to fight tooth and nail. Meanwhile, time goes by and you're trying to get a sufficient amount of money that tries to justify at least something that equates to his loss. How common is this type of outcome for people to get a settlement from the city? It's not that common. It's Well, listen, if you understand the history with has happened in the last six years or so, Larry Krasner, through the uh, Conviction Integrity Unit, has been able to expose a lot of detectives and prosecutors and exposed to the fact where he's allowing a lot of defendants to get new information on their cases. There's a lot of a lot of people sitting in jail right now coming out of the Philadelphia system, especially murders in, in the 70s, 80s and 90s, where there was bad police and allowing them to get information to refile their cases and give them a chance, OK, to get themselves potentially out. It's not that easy. There's a lot of work and, and, and a small percentage of them succeed. 
But when somebody does get through that process and if they can get their conviction vacated or a CIU can jointly vacate it, then they have the basis of a civil rights lawsuit, which is a civil claim for damages. That case, again, you know, is not an easy task, but um, at least it gives this person who's wrongfully convicted a shot to get some compensation for the time they lost. And it's not just so much the time they lost. You'll never you can give them one hundred million dollars. You can give them whatever. It doesn't it doesn't bring the years back. But it gives them, you know, a starting point because they have nothing. They're basically dropped back out in society. The courts say, hey, listen, you know, we, we know you didn't do it. So now you're free. We're going to give you your freedom. You know, unfortunately, you're not going to get a job. You're not going to have any money. You're not going to have no place to live. Good luck and, and, and goodbye. And that's not the way you're supposed to do it. If, you, if somebody was wrongfully convicted, they should get appropriately compensated so they can restart their life. What did you win for Walter in his uh, civil rights case? We got $9.1 million, which I think under the circumstances, based on what the city has valued cases, wrongful conviction cases lately at, and given a lot of other circumstances with Walter's case and the timing and where he was in his life, I think, and giving him the ability to actually physically realize the money now, uh, we thought that was appropriate. Um, Listen, you always think that you deserve more, and he, he definitely did, but I think under all those circumstances and balancing it, I think it made sense. And, you know, it, it wasn't an easy uh, fight either. I mean, we spent a couple of years litigating the case and convincing the city that uh, the case is a substantial case and they should pay on it. And you mentioned this before, that the DA's office is looking into more cases like Walter's. In recent weeks, we have seen more people exonerated for wrongful convictions. Could we see more cases like Walter's, like the one you fought? So because of the fact that the DA's office through Larry Krasner has exposed all of these bad detectives and police officers and prosecutors, a lot of defendants who are sitting in, in, mostly on homicide cases out of Philadelphia are sitting in Pennsylvania prisons, are going back, trying to get into their homicide files, find the evidence they need to refile. And you see a, you've seen a flood of those cases going into the courts. They're called PCRAs, post-conviction relief claims. And they're they're starting to pile up and and there's going to be more in in the coming in the coming months and years. Um, It's going to be for a while because there was a lot of a lot of cases where people were wrongfully convicted over the years in Philadelphia. And, uh, you know, now they're finally it's finally coming to uh, where the courts are seeing it and and they're you know granting relief. Along with reaching out to lawyers or advocates um, to kind of reopen your case, where else can Philadelphians go or turn to to get help with their cases? Well, you know, that, that's actually it's, it's a real difficult situation because most people sitting in prison, especially, let's say, in Pennsylvania, who know they were wrongfully convicted. Most of these are life sentences. A lot of guys have been in there for decades. They've kind of given up, even though they know they're innocent. So and they might not have the the, the legal intelligence to, to handle the case themselves. So they're kind of stuck and they probably don't have the resources, nor, nor do their family to pay for a lawyer. I mean, they can call lawyers like us because some cases we have other cases we've taken. We've gotten people exonerated. We've taken the cases on called pro bono. Um, we're also we started a nonprofit called Second Justice, which we're raising capital and getting funded so that we can get a team of lawyers to come on and help work on some of these cases. There are other institutions out there that you know work on them. I mean, either. But that's kind of where you're at. It's really either the, the defendant's kind of on his own. He has to file a call pro se. That means you have no lawyer, which is not really a good idea. But they usually don't have the skill set to do it, and they usually are don't get very far. Or they reach out to lawyers like us who who are out there, and you know we can review your case, and if we think it has a chance, 
we'll take it on and, you know, ultimately we can possibly get it, uh, get it overturned. Joseph Marone, founder of the Marone Law Firm, thank you so much for breaking this all down with me and for joining me on CityCast Philly. It's my pleasure. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. Let us know what you think of this episode. Rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter, Hey Philly, to learn more about what else Philly's talking about. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye.